Sign. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Pop See Underground, the show where you are getting unforgiving takes, passionate opinion on all things pop culture, news, reviews, media, and more from a fan. Just like you. Welcome, everybody, to episode 15. Welcome back to the new daily schedule. We're going to try this out for about a week or so and see what happens and see how this goes. For those of you watching on YouTube, welcome. Thank you very much for joining the show. I'm Jordan. Used to do an old podcast. A few uh, secondary super fans used to be doing uh, the supercast. We used to do the comic cast. So I've got a ton of uh, podcasts that I used to do, but now we're bringing this one here. Welcome to the channel. I appreciate it very much. Uh, this setup is very, very primitive. So I apologize for that. We'll get things going in the future, hopefully, and uh, get some things built up. So welcome, everybody. Once again, thank you for joining Pop Culture Underground. I am Jordan, your host and producer. And today, we are going to be talking about Jensen Ackles suiting up as Soldier Boy because we just got some new official uh, images from that. So over on Pop C Weekly, we will be discussing that in detail and what I think about that costume. Uh, we will also be discussing in Marvel Weekly, Black Panther Wakanda Forever has a huge Namor rumor just flying around the shelves right now. So we got to discuss that, and if I would like that, what I think about that. So we'll talk about Namor possibly joining that movie. And lastly, for today's episode, I'm going to be telling you about my time with the PlayStation 5 so far. I did get it on release day. I got the digital edition, and so far I've played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I've played uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Uh, I've played Ratchet and Clank from PS4. That's now on PS5. I've played God of War. That was a PS4 game now on PS5 because they've been updated and look a lot better. And uh, I've played a lot of games. So I want to give my time, or sorry, I want to tell you about my time with the PS5, mainly the controller, because I'm going to tell you, the controller has completely changed the way I view first-person shooter games. And I'm not sure I could ever play another one on an Xbox or anything other than the PlayStation 5 DualSense controller. I mean, it's incredible, guys, so I'll be talking about that. And with that said, I also want to tell you guys about the new YouTube channel I've got put up. So I'm going to be putting up some unboxings, and I talked about this before, but uh, I finally got it going now, so the YouTube channel is the same as everything else. All social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all of them are all under Pop C Underground. Once again, that is Pop C underground and if you want to email the show and give me some thoughts on something and a review of something let me know how the show's doing anything you can email the show at pop underground at gmail.com and don't forget to follow me on twitter for a lot of daily updates and yeah let's go ahead and get into this bad boy so we're going to kick this off with the black panther 2 namor rumor so let's head on over to marvel weekly parker turn on the radio or something too damn quiet in here sure thing mr jameson Marvel Weekly is shaping up to be quite the time for all of us Marvel fans in the Marvel community, and especially for this podcast and the Marvel Weekly segment, because we have Loki this week, but we also have this major rumor that just got started up uh, on Monday of this week, and it's a pretty big one and something that we've been talking about for quite some time and something that I saw coming and I think was really cemented by the fact that Chadwick Boseman uh, so unfortunately passed away. And I don't think anything that we get from this movie is going to be anywhere near as good as what we would have had if we would have had the beloved Chadwick Boseman on, on screen, right? 
But if we can't have him, and Marvel is saying that Black Panther will not be recast, they are going to be focusing on other parts of the fictional country. Now, there have been rumors flying around for a long time that Namor could possibly make his appearance in the MCU in Black Panther 2, now known as Black Panther Wakanda Forever, in respect to the late Chadwick Boseman, as Marvel revealed not too long ago. But Namor in this movie would be great. Now, let's talk about the rumor a little bit and where it stems from. So, it, this rumor has been floating around for a very long time. Months ago, the trades were reporting that Narcos Mexico star Tina Huerta, and I am so sorry if I'm saying that wrong, I am so bad with names, Tina Huerta uh, was cast in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Now, that's what trades were reporting months ago. Now, if you fast forward in time and come to the current day, the Illuminati, who I have a lot of faith in, the Illuminati has reported a lot of things, and I have reported on a lot of things that they have reported on this podcast, actually, and most of them come to fruition. Now, nobody is going to be batting perfect, right? Nobody's going to be batting 100%. No one, especially sites that are trying to predict things and bring rumors and all that. But if there's anyone that I'm going to listen to, the Illuminati is right up there in that list of reputable rumor spreaders that I call them, but I like the Illuminati and I very much pay attention to what they said. And what they said is that Huerta is in fact playing Namor and that is who he was cast as. And in addition to the beloved character, the same report from the Illuminati is also suggesting both Namora and Atuma, both iconic Atlanteans in their own right on the Marvel side, are also joining the Black Panther follow-up. Now, obviously, we got to take this with a huge grain of salt. This may be completely wrong, but fans of the Marvel Studio franchise are going nuts over this and are so hyped. I saw Twitter light up over this. I am sure everybody is just sitting on their toes waiting to find out if Namor is, in fact, going to be a character of this movie. Now, here's something that I would like to pose. The sequel of this movie is named Wakanda Forever, right? It's in honor of Chadwick Boseman. So, Namor coming in, I wonder if that would steal the spotlight away from maybe a movie that's going to be trying to tribute everything to Chadwick Boseman. So if you bring a villain in, Namor, and he's actually very famously an anti-hero. He is not really a villain. He's not really a hero. He's right in the middle there. But if you bring him in and he shines and everybody loves him and he's really good, you know, the movie's titled Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So I guess what I'm saying is if you're going to title it that and then bring in Namor and make him a sole focus, are, are you kind of taken away from the focus of Wakanda and these other characters in general? Would it kind of feel like a betrayal to bring in an outsider and focus on him instead of the cast that so belovedly worked with Chadwick Boseman and, you know, were very, very hurt over this? And they most of the cast members wouldn't even talk about Black Panther 2, and some of them still won't talk about it to this day. So, I don't know, maybe some people might feel betrayed if they try to do that. I'm not one of those people. I think you can bring Namor in as an anti-hero, make him a villain by the end of the movie, have the remaining characters in Wakanda team up because we love them. Shuri, uh, Shuri could take over the franchise, in my opinion, because she was that good. She was my absolute favorite character from the first Black Panther movie. But how great would that be if Shuri and other Wakanda characters are banding together to take on Namor and doing it in Black Panther's name? 
how cool, I, I just think how cool would that be? And I think you could bring in Namor, introduce him, and still make the movie a loving, fantastic tribute to Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther himself, the one who will always be Black Panther, and the one who we should always remember, because the man just had a heart of gold. And I am still baffled and amazed at these stories about how he never told anybody he was sick, he never used it to his advantage, he never tried to use it as an excuse to not do anything. The man pushed forward and did so many great things for so many people, and he's just an incredible person, and I really hope Black Panther Wakanda Forever can do the tribute to him that he deserves, and that would just really serve him well, because we should never forget Chadwick Boseman. And I think you can find a really good balance between bringing in Namor, still having the Wakanda characters band together, fight Namor in Black Panther's name, give you tribute to Chadwick Boseman that way, and then at the end of the movie, maybe Namor turns and they say, hey, he doesn't die, they don't kill him off like Killmonger, maybe he turns and they say, hey, can you help us, and then he becomes the anti-hero again, so I guess maybe you could even start him out as a straight-up villain in this movie, and then he becomes an anti-hero, and that's his character evolution throughout the movie, that would be really cool, I, I would like that, I would love to see that, so... These rumors, uh, they do have a little bit of steam behind them because I, I really do trust the Illuminati and uh, not everything they say, obviously, but a lot of things. So I'm not going to say this is going to happen. But guys, we've been talking about Namor uh, being in a Black Panther movie for years now. So I do think it's inevitable and I do think it could be the perfect place to put him and introduce him and bring a lot, just bring a lot more steam to that movie than it already has. But as for Namor joining and being introduced in the MCU, uh, there's something I've seen floating around that uh, a lot of people would actually like to see Atlantis sink in the Eternals movie. And the Eternals maybe having something to do with that or witnessing that at the very least. And then you could sink Atlantis. You could even show a little bit of Namor in that or maybe some of the Atlanteans. I don't know what they would do there, but you could sink Atlantis in the Eternals movie uh, and set a little seed for Namor and then explore that further in Black Panther 2. You could even start Black Panther 2 uh, in Atlantis with Namor. If you really wanted to, you could even do that. So that's something that I thought that would be really cool too that I would like to see. Uh, as for the actor himself, I don't know much about him. Uh, he's relatively unknown, uh, to me at least. But when you go and pull up and look at pictures of him, I think the look is very good and fits Namor very well, especially when you compare it side by side to some photos on Twitter, Blu-ray Angel, B-L-U-R-A-Y-A-N-G-E-L had tweeted about this, and he posted a side-by-side -side comparison, and it lo he looks exactly like the comic version that he has posted right next to him, so he's got the look. And remember, Tom Hiddleston was very, very unknown uh, when he joined the MCU, and look at him now. So I think this could be another case of that, especially with Marvel's track record in casting. I mean, they've blown it out of the park with everything. I think the the main controversial one would probably be Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. And if you're telling me that is your most controversial, your your worst casting uh, by opinion in the MCU, then I think you, you've done very, very well with casting. I mean, they, they've just knocked it out of the park with casting. So I don't think anybody can doubt that this guy would fit this role well just based on Marvel's history. But I think it would be really cool to see Namor in this movie.
Okay, let's talk about Jensen Ackles' new duds as he suits up as Soldier Boy for The Boys Season 3 and Amazon Prime Video has dropped an official look and also my time with the PS5 over in Pop C Weekly. Alright, the boys have firmly cemented a solid protocol for coming up with costumes for their, the boys' heroes on their uh, Amazon Prime video show, and, and that it goes as follows. Number one, steal a costume from a Marvel or DC movie. Number two, throw some grunge all over it and some sass and call it good, and, and they've got a perfect superhero costume for that show. But this one, they straight up lifted it off of Captain America in uh, Avengers Infinity War. I mean, he, he's got the same hairstyle, he's got the same beard, he's got the same costume, it's just green, he's got the same shield, it's just gold. It's weird, it's so weird, but I love it, I love the look, I think uh, Jensen Ackles looks great as Soldier Boy in The Boys Season 3, and they are basically supposed to be direct rip-offs of real superheroes, so you can't complain about that. I love this look, I love the shield. Uh, Fandom posted a couple other photos, and they give you a, a really close-up look at the shield, and you can tell it's been through some things, it's that real real grungy looking gold metal it's got a cool eagle popping up with the star in the middle uh, i just think the shield looks really cool on him and if he's gonna be uh, just a souped up douchebag then i think he's gonna be great for this and i think he looks awesome i really do and i can't wait for the boys season three if you guys have never read the boys comic you have to read the comic because it's one of the nastiest most disgusting things ever but it's so good it, it really reels you in and hooks you Hooks you and reels you in, I guess. And uh, I think it's really good. I think you got to check it out, especially if you're going to watch The Boys Season 3. But talking about this costume here, uh, I'm going to give this costume an Undie Award. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I think it's great. I, I love the colors to it. I think it looks just as good as the one from... Actually, better than ones from the comic that we've seen. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I don't know what you guys think about it, but I love what The Boys are doing. And I, I can't wait for the new season, and I also can't wait for the spinoff with that new uh, Soup University that they're going to be following, which is going to be absolutely nuts. So The Boys has really taken Amazon Prime Video to a whole new level. Now, if Amazon Prime Video would just change that damn user face, user interface, sorry, that user interface is awful. If they could update that and change it, then I think you got real competition against Disney Plus and Netflix, but we'll see what they do. Until then, we'll just struggle with that user interface and until we can't find something and end up inevitably going to Netflix or Disney+. Plus, But, hey, Amazon, if you're listening, fix that. And to close out today's podcast episode, I would like to talk about my time with the PS5 so far. Now, got the PS5 on the day it released. Took me two hours trying to uh, pre-order that thing, but I was one of the lucky few that did get through and got it pre-ordered. And I did receive it on the day it came out. And uh, played Astro's Playroom was really the first thing we played. And then uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And uh, that's mainly what I've been playing. And obviously there's a lack of games when there's a new console generation. But what we have so far with the PS5 I think is so special. Because the controller can completely change your experience with any game that uh, supports the controller. And there's not a lot of games that support it right now. But Ratchet and Clank, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart comes out this Friday. And it will be supporting the DualSense controller. If you guys have a PS5 or have a friend that has one, you, you got to play Astro's Playroom because it brilliantly, brilliantly shows you and really puts on display what the DualSense controller can do. 
Now, the one con I have about the controller is the battery is terrible in it. It cannot last very long at all if it's using any of its DualSense functions other than a normal controller function. But I think the trade-off there is completely worth it, especially if you're close enough to your PS5 where you can plug it in and it's no problem, right? The DualSense controller changes gaming, in my opinion, and I predicted it would back before the PS5 came out, and I do think my prediction has come true. Now, we still have to see if games are going to continue to support the DualSense controller or begin to support it on a consistent level to begin with. We still have to see that, but the fact that Ratchet & Clank is going to uh, deploy the DualSense, all the functions of the DualSense controller in that game, shows me that at least... Uh, first-party Sony PS5 games will support it, and Black Ops Cold War supports it, and, and I gotta tell you something. I've played a lot of Call of Duty all my life. The DualSense controller changes the way you play Call of Duty completely. When they say the haptic feedback and the triggers work and are different with each gun, they are not lying. There is resistance. Like, when you're shooting an LMG, for example, when you pull the trigger, it's, it has more resistance. First off, your aiming trigger has more resistance because you're lifting a heavier gun. So that adds a, a realism aspect to it that you've never had before. And then with your right trigger, the trigger you used to shoot with, it acts as the actual trigger of that gun. So if it's an LMG trigger, it's going to be harder to pull, it's going to be slower, and it actually does automatically... I don't know how to explain this, but feedback to you, like when you pull it, it shoots back and you pull it and shoots back and pull it and it's auto. And it, when you listen to it, it's like, I mean, it's loud. It, it's actually kind of not, not so loud, excuse me, not so loud that it ruins an experience, but it is loud and it's incredible what it can do for a game like a first person shooter. I mean, you feel like you are holding holding this gun, you can feel the weight of the gun, you can feel how hard it is to move with it, and you can feel how hard it is to shoot it, and you can feel all this physically through the DualSense controller, and that changes first-person shooters completely for the future, and I will never want to play a first-person shooter on anything other than the PS5 ever again. I went and played one, uh, an old PS4 game earlier, and tried to shoot a gun, and it was like, it just felt like air there was nothing there it, it was terrible it was like something my experience had been robbed from me and i think the dual sense controller is incredible and i think it the the dual sense controller alone is worth getting a ps5 i got the digital edition i have not regretted it yet the only problem is the storage capacity but sony just put out a great patch and update for the ps5 that allows you to use an extended USB storage. Now, if you want to store a PS5 game, you're going to need an SSD uh, unless you want to wait for that game to completely offload and, and onload. And I don't know the, the exact specifics of that, so don't take my word here for that. But they are letting you put games on external hard drives now, and that's really cool. So the fact that they did that is going to help with storage a lot. And the fact that I'm not going to have to go out and spend $250 on a storage card like uh, Microsoft is doing with the Xbox, but I think they allow you to use uh, expanded storage as well. So same thing on both consoles, but the PS5, that really helps me with storage. And so far, I mean, I only need so many. I, I don't like to play 10 games at one time. I like to have like four or five games that I solidly play on a regular basis, and the other ones I don't even play, so I can just save them to the cloud and then re-download them. Uh, it is quicker to save it to uh, an extended or an expansive storage or an outside storage or whatever you're going to use USB storage it is quicker to load it onto that and then load it back to the PlayStation than it is to delete it and then re-download it so that would help you there but the storage hasn't hindered me too much 
uh, besides the controller, I can't say there's a lot of things that have really impressed me so far. What I do see with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, uh, with the ray tracing and the way that they can seamlessly just go through, you know, from dimension to dimension, it's really cool. No loading screens. And when you play a game like Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PS5, when you fast travel, it really is fast travel. I mean, it lives up to its name. It, you click it and you're there. You don't have to wait 10 seconds, 30 seconds like a, like a PS4 would make you do. So the loading time is drastically improved. And they've been saying for, for generations now, we're going to make the loading basically seamless and it's going to be instant. And they never have, but they've finally delivered on it uh, with the Xbox Series X and the PS5, in my opinion. I think they fi- I think we're finally there with the loading. Uh, none of it's instant, but it's very fast, right? So very happy with that. Overall, I'm going to give an undie award to the PS5 solely because of the DualSense controller. It it changes the game for me. It changes everything. When a controller makes you not want to play any other game on any other controller but that one, you've got a home run. You've got to win. Now, it does suck. They're, they're expensive. They're $70. I, you have problem with parts. There's a, a drift problem, just like the, the Nintendo Switch has with its controllers, which we just had to get new controllers for that, which really sucked because we had the, the stick drift as well. But I have not experienced that with the DualSense yet. Uh, I have had absolutely zero problems so far with my PS5 and my DualSense controller, and I'm very, very thankful for that because there is always a ton of problems with first-generation consoles, especially when you get them the day they come out. You know, they, they got to work out the kinks and all that. And I know there's a big concern with Sony having a, a microchip shortage, and they're going to kind of change the design of the PS5, and I, I can't say that for sure. I haven't looked into that a lot. I need to, but... I, it really sucks that people are still having such a hard time getting one. All I can tell you is Wario64 on Twitter constantly updates when they go in stock at places. So you just got to follow places like that on Twitter and jump on it when you have the opportunity. Hopefully it's not going to be... I didn't think it would still be this hard to get one uh, in you know basically the middle of 2021, but it is. And it doesn't look like it's going to get much better soon, but I do think they'll ramp it up for Christmas. So if you want to get one, just follow some of those update uh, accounts on Twitter that let you know when they're in stock at certain places. And I think you will get one. But so far, I'm very happy with it. Uh, the digital edition was only 400 bucks, and I think for $400, I mean, you can't ask for more. The, the controller is incredible, guys. I love it. And it's changed Call of Duty for me, like Black Ops Cold War. I wouldn't want to play it on any other system. God of War looks a lot better on the PS5, if you can imagine that. It's even more beautiful. The lighting is so much better on a PS5. I will say that is a lot better than the PS4. Uh, But besides the ray tracing, the lighting, and the controller itself, and the load times, honestly, when you think about that, that's actually enough to to constitute a new new console, in my opinion. But besides that, there's not a lot of uh, great things yet, but there's a lot more games coming out. Horizon Forbidden West, uh, you know, like Ratchet & Clank this week, and... We just got to wait for these uh, big AAA games to hit, and we got to see if they're going to continue to support uh, this DualSense controller and what it can do. If they do continue to support it, I think it's here to stay, and it will never go away, and I think uh, it's going to be one of those things where a game or a console does something that's so innovative that it changes the entire business and the entire gaming scene going forward. And, you know, I feel like Breath of the Wild, Zelda Breath of the Wild did that. Uh, with the climbing aspect of that game and the map being a character, how interactive the map was. And I feel like uh, Horizon Forbidden West is is taking a lot from that 
for their game, which is awesome. And I feel like hopefully the PlayStation 5 DualSense controller can be one of those moments in gaming history where it changes the controller going forward. If you think about it, the gaming controller has not changed that much in the last 10 years, even 15, 20, maybe even ever. I mean, it's still basically the same thing. You got the rumbles, you got the triggers, you got the buttons, you got the joystick. It's basically been the same. Sony just... I, in my opinion, spiced it up and threw a wrench and got innovated and took a risk with this. Not a huge risk because, you know, if they don't support it, it's still a controller and it still works. But it was a risk for them to do this. And, and it's like gaming companies and companies in general have to take these risks th to innovate and to get us to, you know, take those leaps and get new things. And I think this is one of those moments in history. We'll see if I'm wrong or not. But the DualSense controller uh, gets an Undie Award. The PS5 gets an Undie Award. I've been very happy with it. Have I been absolutely blown away? Yes. In the beginning, I was. That has faded. But that's because there's been no games coming out, right? No big ones. No great ones so far. So we gotta wait for that. But yeah, my time with it so far. If someone asked me, hey, I got a chance to buy one. Should I buy one right now? Yes, you should buy one right now for the DualSense controller alone. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's great. And uh, that will be it for Popsy Weekly. And guys, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Hey, I just checked out the listening numbers uh, for episode 14, which I just did yesterday, which just came out after a long, long absence. And it, you guys came right back. Right back. So thank you so much. I'm trying to take this thing to the next level. I'm working on the YouTube channel right now, trying to get uh, splice up some videos and put some things together and get some unboxings going. Uh, but yeah, I will see you guys tomorrow for sure. Like I said, I'm going to be doing daily episodes for a week and see how that goes. So I will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Always remember to save that world, that multiverse, that whatever. One podcast at a time. I am Jordan, the kid you copied off of at Superhero Camp. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much. I will see you on the next episode.